You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. What, what a blessed church. What a blessed church. You blessed people. Well, we have some work to do. You ready to do it? There's a lot of miracles happening, and I want you just to believe that it's for you. There's a lot of miracles happening right now. This is the season of miracles. I came into this year, and we've seen, starting in 2020, we did a, what was it? It was uh, December 31st, 2019, New Year's Eve, down in, in Eastlake. You were there. I love being around you, just solid. Um, that night, miracles happen. Incredible miracles happen. And from that point on, we've, we've always seen miracles, but I, I felt like God said, when you, when you walked into 2020, 2020 was a miracle season for you. We saw, we've seen every, almost every day, but every week we see the most incredible miracles you can imagine. For the last two years, since then, Awaken Church. I came into 2022, and I felt like the Lord said, great, you've seen astonishing miracles, but get ready for the notable miracles. And I kept having, in my, when I pray for notable miracles, I kept seeing images of limbs growing. I know this may adjust your mind, but this is where I live. I live in that realm. I live, that's where, I, where God's, not, I'm not just trying to get cancer gone anymore. Incurable diseases go. We, they go. We see them. We get testimonies constantly. But what I'm experiencing is things that are not there returning. And what I'm asking and what I'm seeing, the imagery that God gives me is he keeps challenging me to believe, you've heard me say it before, that, that limbs that weren't there are going to grow back. And that's my year. You're talking about pushing into goals. My goals are things that have been removed, returned, notable miracles. All right, Lee? Amen. So God wants to do something with us all. And I want you to prepare for this year to be a year, not just of getting, I just want to get a breakthrough. No, this is a year where it's so notable that everyone has to pay attention to. Everyone has to pay attention to something happened to you. And it couldn't have been normal. It's not natural. It's supernatural. Amen. This is a year where you need to know that God wants to set standards. Now, when God told me to set standards, he didn't say you set a standard that you're going to live by, but he wants you to live at such a level that you become the standard. Can Awaken Church become the standard of how churches? Can Awaken Church become, can your life become the life that everybody sets their clock by? I have people that I know that I would never set my clock by their clock. Come on, sir. How many of you know something? No, 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 no. I will trust an apple before I trust in you. And that's a big trust factor. They could have been stealing time from us, and we would have been, like, not even known, because you think your watch in your phone is right. That's just another thought. Come on. You bet. What I'm saying is you need to learn how to get one of these sundials. I'm just joking. I'm just I'm just, just messing around. All right, today I want to talk to you about, I want to talk to you uh, about, yeah, I'm not going to tell you the name yet. Go into 2 Kings chapter 9, 2 Kings chapter 9, 
and we're going to get let loose here. Here, Elisha the prophet pulls one of his young, young, young apprentices, and he gives him a bottle of oil, a flask of oil. And he says, I want you to go to the commanders, and I want you to, I want you to anoint the commander with oil, and I want you to tell him some things. He says, go to Jehu, is the name of the commander, and I want you to tell him that he is king, he is anointed as king for the sake of revenge. I, I just, I, I, you don't feel chills when you say revenge, but I do. Because I know what the devil has done to my family. I know what the devil has done to my life. Is anyone that the enemies attacks you in any way? I know I'm, I'm sounding like I'm whispering because I went to emerge. But I'm holding the real for later. How many of you, the devil has done something? He's stolen something. Because the Bible says Jesus said he's only come to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his only purpose. And you don't want to keep a thief, a, 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 a murderer, someone that's trying to dominate. You don't want to have a passive response to them. Passivity has dominated the church way too long. And God's looking for, for those that will become kings, those that will become leaders, those that will rise up and do something with their lives and make sure that the enemy has no more play and no more place in our ground. So God takes this, this prophet and he's, he says, tell your young prophet to go. And he says, this is what he's going to do. He's going to go to Jehu. He's going to say, Jehu, God's anointing you as king so that you can take vengeance for him. I believe that God's looking for people right now that he wants to anoint just for the sake of getting back. Come on, just for the sake of getting, I'm on. Have you ever said it when you were a kid? I'm going I'm to get you. I'm going to get you. That's all right, all right. I'll get you back. That's what God's in the mood for right now. He's in the mood for someone to say, you're trying to take our nation? Oh, watch what I anoint. Watch what I anoint. So he says, I want you to tell him. I want you to tell him he's going to go and he's going to take vengeance for the sake of Two things, two things what he's done. He's, he's killed, Ahab and, and Jezebel have killed, have killed my prophet and my priest. And I want him to take vengeance. And I want him to take vengeance in such a way that there will be no one to bury Jezebel. That's what the scripture says, no one to bury Jezebel. I mean, that's a, that's a kind of victory. <laughs> and then, so, so. He says, but when you go and you do that, don't stay there. As soon as you finish, run out. Get out of there. God set up his interest because he may give you a breakthrough and you're trying to find out, you're trying to find out who was that that gave me the breakthrough and you can't find him any longer because you think your breakthroughs are tied to them. Your breakthrough's not tied to them. Your breakthrough's not tied to Tracy Armstrong or Rex Crane or anybody else. Your breakthrough's tied to Jesus that manifests. And if a prophet shows up and goes, rah, we need to run out of there real quick. And so he's, he, he takes the oil and he comes to the commanders and he comes to where the commanders are and all the commanders are sitting in one room, one place together. They made, my mind, can I tell you my mind? My mind, they were outside roasting marshmallows. 
but I'm a movie writer. So I just am like, I, you know, so they're out there twisting and, and he comes, hey, commander, I need to talk to you. And then all of them kind of say, which one? Now, this is where God starts his victory in the midst of a crowd. But then he identifies someone who has the same level of vengeance in them. You may be in the midst of the crowd now, but God's going to raise you up and you're going to have to be okay with being stood up, separated from everyone else. The hardest part about being raised up as a leader is you leave people behind that can't handle the. The hardest part about being raised up as a leader is when you're raised up as a leader, everybody around you may think, who do you think you are? But you have to have enough courage and know that God is separating you as a leader no matter what. No matter what they think, no matter what they say, no matter what they do, no matter how they feel. I know what I have to do, and I'm not doing it for my own purpose. See, I, I know that God is raising up Awakened Church. I wouldn't hang around here. I only want to hang out with those that are being raised up. Because if you go up, I go too. And when God starts to raise you up, you have to understand that you're being raised up because you're mad at something. If you're not, I'm trying, I was trying to make sure we, how many kids we have in here, man? <laughs> See a couple kids. But if you're not ticked off, If you're not ticked off, God can't use you. But how nice if y'all should just get along. I just get, don't you think we all just should just get along and just the power of unity is division. If you try to be and unify with everybody, you never separate to anything. The power of unity is that I have to separate from something. God started this whole world. I divide the heavens and the earth. I separate the light and the dark. I... God doesn't unify by saying, everybody, let's do it all. Everybody's included. You got a rainbow? Come over here. I don't know what it is about this group. I don't know what it is about this group. There's something, you guys drink something different. It's in the water. See, some of us, some of us need to know that God's trying to separate you from some people because he can't raise you up until you decide to separate. So Jehu's in the midst of the community. He's in the midst of the crowd. He doesn't want to be the stand-up person. He says, but I need to talk to you, Jehu. And so Jehu separates to another room, separation, to another room. He goes in there and he says, Jehu, this is what God says. God says that you are to be king because he needs someone to take vengeance on Ahab and Jezebel and destroy their whole family because of what they've been doing to the priest and to the prophets. Now, when I saw that, I immediately said, God, why the priests and the prophets? And the Lord showed me, reminded me that everybody that he anointed in the past, it wasn't a community of people that were anointed. It was individuals. It was either a priest, a prophet, a, 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 a king, 
and sometimes a, a judge, a judge. So, so we look at these three individuals, these three offices, the, the priest, the prophet. He says, I'm going to take vengeance because they've been killing. Jezebel has been killing my anointed, the priest and the prophet. And I have to ask myself, why not the kings? Well, Jezebel doesn't know how to kill a king. Jezebel knows how to kill a prophet. Jezebel knows how to kill a, a, a priest. But she doesn't know how to kill a king. You know why she doesn't know? Because you can only kill what you think you have more authority over. And you need to know that God has given you such authority that there is no way that the spirit of Jezebel in this day, in this hour, can take you down. You are the child of God. Jezebel, the spirit of Ahab, the spirit of Uncle Joe does not have the power. You have more authority than you know. And the church has been wimping out, waiting for God to do what he's anointed us to do. We are anointed to take out Ahab. We're anointed to take out Jezebel. We are anointed because we are a generation of kings that are raised up in this hour. So God says, I need to raise up a king to take out a Jezebel. So she doesn't, she doesn't kill kings, she manipulates them. Ahab forgot his anointing. Ahab was, was a king, but he acted like her little prince. Come on somebody, this is not 1999. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, there's a whole nother crew. A whole nother crew up in here. Little red carpet. <laughs> Someone said I'm feeling that. <laughs> so he says, I need you to take vengeance. I need, God needs this, and I need you to, to know that it's going to, lead to the, once you start the vengeance, once he's begun a good work, he's going to be faithful to complete it. He's going to get it to the point where literally there'll be no one to bury her. Is what the scripture says. I know it, it, it says there'll be nothing. In one, trans, one part of it says there'll be no one to bury, but I'm going to, I'm going to change that in a little bit because it gives us a different understanding when it's fulfilled. I want you to believe that God's going to give you such victory in this season that there'll be nothing else that can ever revisit you from it. You won't have a resurgence of this kind of pain or resurgence of this kind of thing or resurgence. It's going to be completely removed. So... He does it, pours oil on the guy, and then he does, pew! He just runs out, and he's gone, and, just, and they see him. So he runs out the room, and he runs through the other room where the other people are smart, s'mores. He runs through that, and, and, the, and they're like, 
okay, this is wild. What was that guy doing? What was that all about? And Jehu comes out and goes, you know, he has oil on him. Oh, nothing. <laughs> it, was, it was nothing. It was just, you know, you know how those madmen, you know, the, he's, you know, the prophet, prophetic people, Tracy Armstrong came through and Rex, you know, you know how they are. And, and the guy goes, no, no. What did he say? You're lying. And I'll say, he says, well, you know, can I tell you one thing that's very important? Is when God anoints you for something, don't pretend like he didn't. Wow. You know how I many people I engage that are running from the anointing on their life? Because they think the anointing is too tough. It's too difficult. Well, life without the anointing is really difficult. And you, I'd much rather stare the enemy in the face than to try to hide from him the rest of my life. So he's, he's, he says, oh, you, they said, no, you're lying. And then he says this so quickly. He says, uh, says um, well, he said that I'm anointed as king. No, I, they didn't go, well, tell me more. They immediately went, all right, Jehu's king. They take him outside. They throw their coats down. Submission. Ooh, that's a good word nowadays, isn't it? Isn't that a good? One? Just you. We submit to the anointing, not the person. They never threw their coats down before. They never threw their coats down before. Once there was a. But when the anointing was recognized, the oil was pouring down, the word was there, I submit to the anointing and the word of God on your life. I know you still pick your nose. But the fact is, is I do want to. But I still want to, I want to serve the anointing. They march him out and they yell to the crowd, Jehu is king. You know what's really amazing? If God is raising you up, there'll be at least one person in your corner that will identify the anointing on your life, and they will start to cheer around you. What I love about, I've been, I, came, I came here, I came here before all of this was here. I used to drive by this building, and I used to say, that is a church I sent some people as a spies, and I said, go in there and do a walkthrough. It was like five, four or five years ago, empty building. I said, do a walkthrough and find out what we need to do to get in there. God had me then look at something else, because I want it, but he didn't want me to want it. I mean, you know, you get big eyes for stuff. But I said, that's supposed to be a church. It's supposed to be a church. I came one morning, men's prayer, first men's prayer I'd ever been to. The lights were, and you had to search for the lights, I think, that morning. We prayed somewhere, and I stood in a group of men praying in a building that I always believed should be a church. Now I'm preaching in a building that is a church, and I was praying with men that was in the building. It's amazing, because when you stand in that group of circle with men on, on five 5.30, Tuesdays, you will show up with your anointing and there'll be someone that will go, I believe in that, let's pray. I believe in that, let's pray together. You want to get someone on your team? Come to men's prayer. Teams are built in that circle. 
Man, they were praying for stuff and that they had no idea who I was or what I was doing. And I said, well, I want to do this. They're like praying, they're praying, they're praying their best prayer. And I felt in charge of the anointing that was on my life. But they will agree. And if you will get one person to agree, they will shout it from the rooftop. And God will then begin to, a crowd around you as you begin to go forward. Jehu received an anointing, but it took his people around him to say, I see the anointing. He run, he, so they now, he's on assignment. The anointing is on him. Do you know why the anointing's on your life? How many of you know the anointing's on your life? Let me just do a little class here for a second. Everybody lift your hands, please. See, because in the Old Testament, it was only three to four. In the New Testament, everybody that believes in Christ Jesus has an anointing on their life. How can you say that? Because you have something you hate. The anointing comes on. I'm, I'm supposed to be getting back to my notes here. The anointing comes on what you what what makes you tick or makes you ticked. So what, what what gives you the energy when you get up in the morning every day? What's what makes you tick? What makes you that's the anointing is on you if you tick. What makes you ticked? Oh, come on, church. You guys getting quiet. You, some of you still wonder if I could say that. Can he say ticks? Well, I checked you last week. He could say tick. It's pretty good. You need to know. Is there anyone in this room you're ticked? Is there any room in the room that you get something makes you tick? And if you don't have any of those things, we need to check your pulse. You're alive. And the anointing of God is on your life to destroy the works of the devil. <laughs> the Bible says the anointing comes to break the yoke and destroy the enemy's that's authority. God wants you to rise up. And so why did God anoint him? He anointed him so that he can have the authority over everything that used to have authority over him. That thing that used to, someone here is struggling with an eating disorder. And you, you've tried so many different things. I'm not going to have you stand. But you try so many different things to get free from it. And you feel like you're out of control. It's out of control in your life. You, you are... You're struggling and you, you, you hate it. I'm telling you today, God anoints you to have authority over what used to control you. You will no longer be controlled by it, but you're set free by it. Because it came your way. See, the devil picks fights that he can't finish. And I always liked it when he pick a fight for me because I know, oh, this is a new place of victory for me. Because he can't finish it. He can't finish it. He's. All right, I got to hurry up. <laughs> so the anointing comes on you to break the yoke, to destroy the yoke. God wants to destroy the yoke of the enemy on your life, on your family. 
Whatever it is, whatever the strategy is, he wants to destroy that power. So, so the anointing comes upon you to do that. So Jehu takes off and he now starts to go on the plan. And he starts with, he starts with Jezebel's sons. He's on his way to Jezebel's house and he comes to a place of Jezreel. And as he gets to Jezreel, one of the sons, his son, the son of Jezebel and Ahab looks out and says, hey, a messenger says, hey, that looks like Jehu's coming. He drives like a wild man. That has to be Jehu. I think anointed people drive fast. I just, I don't have any proof, but I just, I just, every anointed person I've been with, they drive fast. I'm like, I've got million souls inside of me. Slow down. So, so the, the messenger sees, and they say, well, we think that's Jehu. Send someone out there to see. And so Jehu, they come, Jehu comes, and he's posted at a place, and they come, the first person they come, and, <laughs> that's a horse. It's just, <laughs> and he comes up, Jehu, how's it going? Oh, is this about peace? He says, what do you know about peace? Fall in. See, some of us have to do in this season what Jesus did. Get behind me, Satan. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it comes from. You got to say, get behind me. And so this guy goes. He falls in. That which used to be against you is now going to work for your good. It's going to work for your good. That enemy, that, that enemy, see, see, there's some things that are happening right now in this nation. There's some things that happen in this nation. They think they're shutting us down, but it's only starting us off. It's only getting us going. It's only the beginning. It's only the beginning. Keep on starting to fight. You can't finish. I'm about to finish this thing. I'm going to grow a bit more. I'm going to get a little bit louder. I'm going to get a little bit stronger. I'm going to get a little bit bolder. It's only the beginning. Line up. Next thing, next thing, I got to hurry up, I'm out of time. Next thing, another one comes. Hey, Jehu, is this, what is this about? Is this about peace? <laughs> well, you know what he said. What do you know about peace? See, peace, peace will always be the way that they say that they're doing it. Listen to what's going on in the news. Oh, the peace. It will always be the sophistication of peace, but like I said, Peace only comes. See, God didn't make us peace keepers. He made us peacemakers. Peacemakers go to war. Peacekeepers placate. Get behind me. Fall in. Come on, say it for me. Come on, say it again. Some stuff that used to be against you is about to fall in and be on your side. I got to work on my horse, but. 
I almost turned into a dance just now. <laughs> just, uh, you got to watch all of that. Falls in. Next, you know, the, the son of, ah of Jezebel and Ahab says, well, I've got to go down there myself. He gets in his chariot. He's not going to be in a horse because he's royalty. He's going to get in his chariot. Comes, comes riding down, and he pulls up, and he says, hey, Jehu, is this about peace? <laughs> I can't. I, you, there, he says, what do you know about peace, you and your mother, that Bleep, 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 bleep. She gets paid. <laughs> I'm just saying. How do you go from San Francisco to the White House? I'm just saying. That, what's wrong with this church? What's wrong with you guys saying and thinking such things? And so immediately, see, your response will determine how the enemy responds. Immediately, he turned, the son of Ahab, and he tried to get away in his chariots. Now, if you respond, well, I don't know, maybe, then he's going to sit there and continue to have a conversation. Can you shut down the conversation quickly when the enemy comes to accuse you or, or manipulate you? Or can you shut down the conversation quickly? He sent him running real quick. Resist the devil and he will... And so he takes a bow and he shoots this bow and he hits the sun right in the back and he slumps over his chariot. So he's not done. He's heading off to, he's heading off to, to, to the tower where mama is. And there's a window there. See, what God told me this year is I need to know that there's a window that's open to me. The open window means that whatever I touch flourishes. That the open window means I have a king's touch. That whatever I plant explodes. Right? The anointing is for that. The anointing is for the good works. The anointing and the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit Jesus had. And he went about doing good and destroying the works of the devil. You introduced us to this gentleman, uh, uh, the new governor, Trumino. You introduced this. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. I've met, you know, I'm, and I only say it because I've met, when I come to California, I always meet the new governor. Someone's always introducing me to someone who's running. You guys don't know that, but I'm telling you. <laughs> this person could be the new government. Who are you? I don't know. I'm neither, okay. Go sit in that chair. Get that little hat. No, <laughs> just... Sorry, sorry. I'm so sorry if you're online, people. Sorry. Um, but I listened to him, felt this. He says, I don't, I don't want to be. I mean, that was what, the story's amazing, powerful, but when he says, I don't want to be governor, I need to be. When he said that, That's what the anointing does. The anointing makes you do what you don't want to do, but you need to do. And I was already like, okay, I like this. I, I'm, I, don't, have, I don't have my address here yet, but I'm voting. Because you can do all kinds of things nowadays. 
<laughs> you can do all kinds of things nowadays. <laughs> I got to get out of here, y'all. Now watch. But then Pastor Jurgen, after, after when Pastor Jurgen brought him up and he, he, he put his hands on him, something clicked inside of me. Let me tell you why. When, when President Trump was running for the first time, and I saw him get with a group of ministers and they poured oil on their hands and they put oil on his head. I knew that that sealed the moment he was president. It had nothing to do with the votes. It was the moment he was anointed to fix the world. The, the, I said the world's problems, <laughs> but to fix the world's problems. See, a person is anointed to fix problems. And so... I knew he, was, he won. The second time he went through, I was looking for someone to put their hands on him. No one laid hands on him. No one laid hands on him. No one put oil on him the second run. No one. And I'm telling you, if I see him just walking down the mall. <laughs> Black man flying in the air. I, I did everything in my power not to run up there and just get oil and put it on his head that, that this week. Because that anointing separates a person to an office. Separates him to an office. I can talk all day about that. He gets to the window. He's riding. Jehu's riding. Comes to the window. And he, his chariot, Jezebel hears that he's coming. So she goes into the bathroom. She says, give me that red lipstick and give me that new, the new lashes that are, you put a little, put a magnetic little strip. <laughs> and, and she gets all dolled up. She comes to the window. Cause remember, Jezebel doesn't know how to kill a, king she says this is what they call this is what she said you king killer you king killer she's trying to manipulate him flattery he does not say a word to her he speaks through the window let I me mean, you know your window hasn't been closed it's been clogged Some of us have an Ahab or a Jezebel or something clogging in the window and you're speaking to it, having a conversation out the window. He, she didn't have a conversation to Jezebel. He didn't have a conversation to Jezebel. He said, hey, anyone up there who believes in me, anyone up there who's on my side, throw Jezebel out. See, the Lord gave me a message. He gave me a, he gave me a word this year. I was meditating on this word and I didn't know what it was. It was a word that came to me, defenestration. Have you ever heard of defenestration? Defenestration. It means to 
throw a person or a thing out a window. Come on. Come on, Megan. This is the year of defenestration. We're going to throw some stuff out the window. How many of you are ready to get your window unclogged? You're going to get your window unclogged. We're going to defenestrate some things. We're not going to wait for her to get out of the window. We're not going to wait for it to get out of the window. We're going to throw it out the window. I can't finish this, but what I wanted, want you to know is they take her to eunuchs. If you don't know what a eunuch is, email the church. <laughs> two eunuchs. There's defenestration and then there's castration. And these guys, I can't say that. This is not men's camp. But they, they grew something. Welcome to Lionheart. And they, they took Jezebel and tossed her out the window. As she comes out the window, she's coming out with force. I mean, the person falling, you see people falling, but she comes out with such force that she's hitting the wall on the way down and breaking apart on the way down. She breaks apart on the wall that it starts to, she starts to bleed all over. I know it's, it's it, sorry, baby. <laughs> they should put a rating on my service. She starts to bleed on the horses down, and the horse is going. <clears throat> she hits the ground, and they're so mad, they're like, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? And the Bible says they just trample her, and they just trample her. This is the reason I go through is it describes the level of breakthrough and freedom that you're going to have. Is there anybody that you want to have a level of breakthrough that there is no way for the enemy to come back and return? It's time to defenestrate. I've got to go. It's time to defenestrate. Come on, say, get out! of my life in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's give the Lord a big clap and a shout. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.